0: This is a message concerning the fragrance of Christ. The fragrance of Christ. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And we'll read two verses here <clears throat> verses 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God who always leads us in his triumph in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one, an aroma from death to death. To the other, an aroma of life to life. And who is adequate for these things? There is to be a sweet aroma about the Christian life. And that aroma is the fragrance of Christ that Paul talks about here. That is the the life of Christ flowing out through us up to God and out to others. And what I want to do is just try to Describe from a biblical account here some of the things that make up that fragrance of Christ and hopefully we can learn some ways that that sweet aroma can be brought forth from our lives by looking at the life of a follower of Christ we're going to turn then to John chapter 12 This is the account uh, the, of Jesus going back to his friend's house, Martha and Mary and Lazarus. And really, this is just prior to the crucifixion. And he returns to this village of Bethany, which is just a couple miles outside of Jerusalem, to spend some time with Martha and Mary, and Lazarus, and we're told specifically that he loved those three family members. It was a, I think, a time of just wanting to be with them before the events that were going to take place very soon in his life. So let's read the account here in chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. Jesus, therefore, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. So they made him a supper there, and Martha was serving, but Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table with him. Mary, therefore, took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But Judas Iscariot, one of his disciples, who was intending to betray him, said, Why was this perfume not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor people? Now he said this not because he was concerned about the poor, but because he was a thief, and as he had the money box, he used to pilfer what was put into it. Jesus therefore said, Let her alone in order that she, she may keep it for the day of my burial. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. A amazing account here, just a brief account of what took place in this time when he was spending some time with Martha and Mary and Lazarus. What I want to do especially in... The reason that I think this is a good section to talk about the fragrance fragrance of Christ is just this uh, verse 3 Mary therefore took a pound of very costly perfume of pure nard and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and then especially this phrase and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume I think it's very significant that the Holy Spirit had that little part put in there the house was filled with with the fragrance of the perfume let's see if we can glean some truths concerning how this sweet aroma the fragrance of christ can be brought forth from a life of a follower of christ first of all this fragrance of christ this sweet aroma is manifested where there is love and devotion to christ It's impossible to know Christ's love for us without feeling some of that love, returning some of that love to him. She loved because she knew the love of Christ. And if a person has experienced the love of God, you can't help but have love for him. And this is what she was expressing here and there's a fragrance about a person that loves Christ talking about manifesting this sweet aroma well it'll be there and one of the primary ways it's there is just in our expression of love for Christ Oswald Chambers said this he said have you ever been carried away to do something for God not because it was your duty nor because it was useful nor because there was anything about it beyond the fact that you just loved him. This is what the Christian life is all about, isn't it? In fact, if there's no love, there's no Christianity. That's what Paul said there in in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. Without love, it profits nothing. You might, if you if you want to think of it as an equation, just think of it this way. Life minus love equals zero. That's the equation. But here, you see, is just the opposite. Here was one who loved Christ, and there was a fragrance that filled the house because of that. She loved Christ, and she was not afraid to show it openly. And so Mary filled the house with the sweet aroma of Christ because of that love. That's the first thing. Secondly, the fragrance of Christ is manifested where there is sacrifice. The sacrifice, well, there was this very costly perfume, a pound of this very costly perfume. And we're told in a cross reference that this was. Well, actually here, even when, it's, when uh, Judas speaks up, he says, you know, this could have been sold for 300 denarii, which a uh, denarii was about a day's wage. So you're talking about almost a year's worth of, of, of uh, salary going for this perfume. Very costly, very, very costly. So this was a sacrifice. She didn't just take a few drops of this. Now, that would have made a little fragrance. A uh, few people standing around would have smelled that if she used a few drops of it, but she didn't just use a few drops. She poured the whole thing on him. So this was a very costly sacrifice, and we can't expect to fill the room with fragrance if we give a, a tiny drop of service to christ something that costs us nothing what we're saying here is that the fragrance of christ will be manifested where our lives go from the superficial to the sacrificial and there's really something that is costly to us that will manifest something of the fragrance of christ out to those around so where there's sacrifice Love delights to give I don't think this was she was not thinking this is a terrible sacrifice on my part but I'm going to do it anyway it was something that came to her out of love selfishness is uh, eager to get and you see this real contrast here between Judas and Mary Judas wanted to get something out of that She was not thinking about getting something. She was thinking about giving something. Number three, the fragrance of Christ is manifested where there's something of spontaneity. Not everything is all calculated. And there's no great self consciousness about what she was doing. She didn't, I don't think she really planned this out ahead. Now she may have planned out ahead. You know, I'm, I might use some of this perfume on Christ the next time he comes. Maybe she thought of that, but I doubt if she thought about the, pouring the whole thing over there and and wiping his feet with her hair. I think that was spontaneous in the moment. It was. Not a cal- you know, it was not a calculated thing, you see, thinking about, oh, boy, this is going to cost, this. us it t- take me this much money, miss uh, much time to earn this much money to buy this much perfume. She wasn't calculating all that. The calculating person was Judas. He was the one doing the calculating. Boy, this could have been sold for 300 denarii, but he wasn't really calculating how much could be given to the poor. I mean, that was, that was uh, the outward presentation what he was calculating is how much he could get from it without something of this uncalculating attitude something of this spontaneity there will not be much fragrance of Christ coming forth from our lives if we're too self-conscious you see there won't be much fragrance so Mary's spontaneous act of devotion filled the house with fragrance. The next thing, if we are to manifest the fragrance of Christ, there must be humility. Humility. You know, washing of feet was a humbling thing. It wasn't usually done by the people of the house. It was done by a servant. And so, it was uh, not something that a proud person would do. But think of the great humility here. This was not just a normal washing of the feet. This was a washing of the feet with perfume and then a drying of the feet with her hair, with, of, of, uh, of Jesus' feet with her hair. Now, if you if you think about humility, you think about lowliness, right? That's what humility is all about. Well, think how low you have to get in order to dry somebody's feet with your hair. You've got to get down really low. So this was humility, an act of humility. Even the... This was actually... I read some of the commentaries, this was almost a scandalous thing that she did in the fact that women didn't even let their hair down in public in those days. So just to do that was a humbling, almost scandalous thing. So she takes the low position and there is a fragrance about true humility. Not, you know, there's a a kind of fake humility that stinks but 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 true humility has a fragrance about it that people will notice number five the next thing that we can see in uh, this account of Mary is gratitude this is it's obviously an act of gratitude Grateful and thankful to God and what what was she thankful for well there was probably many things Uh, she was thankful to know the Messiah she was thankful that she had received the word of life from him concerning Christ being the resurrection and the life Jesus talked to her sister about that and I'm sure they talked to one another about it well she was thankful also for for uh, receiving back her brother from the dead Uh, many things she could have been thankful for but the point is is that she gave this outward expression of her thankfulness in other words she she wasn't just thankful internally she let it be known how thankful she was through this this act this expression of thanks she showed her gratitude for Christ had done for her and for her family. And if we do that, if we'll show our gratitude outwardly, there'll be something of the fragrance of Christ that comes forth from that. People can tell if you're really a thankful person or not. If you're really thankful to be a Christian, thankfulness gives off a pleasant aroma. Grumbling and complaining does just the opposite. She was shedding forth the fragrance of Christ through this gratitude that she was showing. Number six, for the fragrance of Christ to be manifest, there must be a willingness to accept a little ridicule and rejection by the world and even by worldly religious people. Mary had an apostle chide her for what she was doing. Now, we, we say, well, yeah, that was Judas. Yeah, at this time, she had no idea that this was any kind of a false apostle. He was just one of the apostles. And in fact, in the parallel account, uh, that is I, I think it's a parallel account, in Mark, it says the other apostles joined in with this and said, you know, this is, this is not good, what you're doing. So she has the apostles, the, the, the leaders, you know, of the followers of Christ, telling her, You're really blowing it here. This is not good what you're doing. This could have, this is a waste. She had to be willing to risk a little ridicule. It actually says in the uh, other account that they scolded her. They scolded her for what she was doing here and said something along the lines of why this waste why are you doing such a wasteful thing it's interesting here the word waste is the same word translated perdition and who, who is the real wasteful one the son of perdition is what Jesus called Judas he's the one that was wasting his life he spent all his time with Christ and was pilfering out of the the money box he's the wasteful one she hadn't wasted anything I think really this is a an example here of what when we read there in 2nd Corinthians about the fragrance of Christ can be an aroma of death to death that's what, it, what, that's what happened here with Judas this just further condemned him. What, what Mary was doing, shedding forth something of the fragrance of Christ, was actually something that was an aroma of death to death to Judas. He just took it and brought more condemnation upon his own life. For the spiritually dead and the obstinate, the willingly disobedient... Their exposure to the fragrance of Christ stirs up their corruptions and further condemns them. But Mary was willing to be scolded and thought ill of in order to honor Christ. Number seven, the fragrance of Christ is manifest where there is faith. Faith is always involved in spreading forth the forth the fragrance of christ well how is how's faith well she obeyed what i think were the promptings of the holy spirit in her life just telling her this is the thing to do that took faith to go through this uh act of devotion here you know it, it was a scandalous thing and it was a strange thing what she was doing she knew it was Unusual and easily misunderstood action. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, through faith, she did what God was calling her to do. And it, that, that's always involved in shedding forth the fragrance of Christ. Faith. And then lastly, number eight, I think this is. The fragrance of Christ is manifested where there is worship of Christ and the fragrance of Christ is manifested where there is worship of Christ Mary saw something of the worth of Christ which is what worship is all about you know we, we get this word worship from an Anglo-Saxon word that means actually worth-ship or worthy-ship Attributing worth to something. That's what worship is, you see. Attributing worth to something. Well, she was attributing worth to Christ. There was no idea of this being any kind of waste on her part, all this money, because of the worth, the worthiness of the one that she was doing this to. One person said that worship is being preoccupied with God. Well, she was preoccupied with Christ. That's she was worshiping here. Again, it's the idea of attributing worth to something, and this is what she was doing. It was well worth the the cost of the perfume and the the uh, the uh, humiliation of <coughs> bending down and drying uh, his feet with her hair. It was, it was this was. Uh, worship you see Um, you know in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 talks about those 24 elders that worshipped and what do they do this is what they say worthy art thou O Lord our God to receive glory and honor and power for thou didst create all things and because of thy will they existed and were created but the idea there they were worshiping and what were they saying worthy in other words you said they are attributing worth worship shows what worth we place upon something and people can tell you see people can tell what we really worship by what we do with what we have and they could tell what she was worshiping by what she did with what she had, this perfume. Where there is real worship, then the fragrance of Christ is manifested. So those are, I think, some things that come forth from this account. And, the, you know, none of these things, as we, you know, just pick them apart and analyze them, she wasn't thinking about well I'm going to worship now or she wasn't thinking about well I'm going to fill the house with the the smell of this perfume uh, she wasn't thinking about being a great example of faith all these things we she wasn't thinking about those she was thinking one thing Christ who he was and what he's done for her and uh, she just wanted to do what she could she knew that Her gift of perfume was nothing in comparison with his gift for her, the gift of forgiveness and eternal life. So the fragrance of Christ manifested through a disciple of Christ. Why don't we pray here, and then I think Jill and Wes have a song they'd like to share. Father, we pray that you would help us to manifest this fragrance of Christ through our lives and our words. We ask that by thy spirit some of these things that we've looked at here related to Mary would be real and true concerning our lives so that others might get a glimpse, a sense of what you're like through, through our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.